Welcome to the Stewardship Matters podcast with William F. Robertson and Associates, where we explore where your faith and your finances intersect. As financial planners, we understand the importance of money. As Christians, we believe God has more for us. Please join your host, Richard Truitt, as we continue on this journey together. I'm here today with uh, Lee Trigg. Lee is the pastor of Alito First United Methodist Church, and um, I have had the privilege of, I guess, of, of at least uh, being under his teaching for how long have you been here? About two years? Almost two years. Two. And um, just really impressed with his heart and his uh, articulateness. That's the right word? Yeah, yeah, background of a, of a, Newspaper. Reporter. I was. I was a newspaper editor for 15 years uh, wow. before I entered the ministry. Wow. So I did a lot of writing, a lot of editing, and, so, and a lot of coaching. So, so you, you see a little bit like coaching, coaching with reporters. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I bet that was. Yeah, it was. It was a good time, and uh, I look back on my years in the newspaper industry very, uh, 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 very favorably. And um, uh, I, I, I'm glad I, I got out when I did because uh, I know a lot of people yes. uh, who. Uh, who stay in? It's a it's a it's a very stressful business, and and they stay in, and they get really burned out, uh, and they leave and hating it. And and I left the newspaper industry with very fond memories, and 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 look back on that time, uh, and uh, and it, it was a good time. So I'm I'm glad I I'm glad I got out when I did. Oh well, yeah, I mean that industry has also changed just a Absolutely. little bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know too many people who were who worked in that industry yeah. with me who were still in that industry. Wow. So yeah, it's changed a lot. Yeah, I bet that. I bet that's interesting. Also, going to seminary. Um, yeah, going to seminary at, at uh, what was it about? Well, fifteen years after I graduated from college, wow. uh, with a with a family. I had uh, I was married with three kids at the time. Uh, still am, but it, you know, had a had a little one at home, and and uh, um, so it was. Uh, it it it, uh, it put a whole new a whole new spin on studying and homework and, and everything else. So, wow. but it was uh, anyway. But it was a good time. Well, good. Well, good. Well, um, you know, as I we talked about beforehand, you know, stewardship is obviously very important to our business, and would really love any insights that you have uh, in that. Is there anything on your heart that you'd like to share that? Well, outside stewardship is is really important in my business as well, um, and uh, uh, and probably as as in yours, it, oftentimes it is a, it's an uphill battle. Um, uh, I think uh, in many ways the the consumerist society that we live in, mm-hmm. uh, where that that really encourages you to leverage, uh, that really encourages you to live beyond your means. Um, and that, that equates success uh, with with what you have, or how big of a house you have, or what kind of car you drive, right. what neighborhood you live in, where you can send your kids to school. Uh, it, it flies in the face of of, uh, of of stewardship. It flies in the face of, of savings, of investing, of planning for the future, uh, because everything is focused on the on the now. And uh, you deal with that obviously in in your business, and and we deal with that in the church probably more more so than ever. Um, you know we're a, we're an institution, and, and, and make no mistake. I mean, we're a, yes, we're we're here to do God's work, but we're also an earthly institution, um, and it and it you know we, it requires funding uh, to to make it go. Sure. And and we are completely reliant on on those who who choose to partner with us, uh, who choose to be on this journey with us to support uh, the church financially. And uh, and every year, you know, it seems like that that case is a little harder to make um 
you know, uh, 50 years ago, um, the, it was uh, that, you know, that you gave to the church and that you participated in, in the financial life of the church in a significant way um, was, was just a given. Um, and and it's, it's simply not anymore. Uh, many, of the, many of the young families we have in our church, um, and, and, and our church is, is made up uh, a, a great deal uh, with, with young families, right. uh, which is what you want from a demographic standpoint. <laughs> that's, that's a sign of a growing church. But they simply have no history. Um, they have no, no, no foundation of, of, of giving. Um, and, and so, uh, and so it's, it's, it's sort of falls on us as the church to train them, uh, to try to help them move from, from a point where they're, where they're just marginally invested in the church, uh, to, to really, um, bringing them on to be a significant investor in the life and ministries of the church. And, and that's something that's, that's changed over the last, you know, 40 or 50 years. We used to not have to, to train people to do that. It was just yeah. sort of what you did. It's what you did. So how do y'all do that? I mean, it's it's a um, it, it's it's one of those things where we you know we we've, we've tried lots of different things and we failed uh, in lots of different ways. Um, uh, again, we've you know you see sort of the evolution of a of a, of a church trying to uh, trying to train uh, folks in that regard, and and you go from um, um, the, um, sort of the, the the guilt aspect of it. Um, you're a member of this church; you should give. <laughs> Uh, and, and honestly, that that doesn't work um, because the reality is they have all kinds of demands on their on their finances, yeah. um, and 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 then we've tried the 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 aspect of of well if if you if you the sort of the spiritual aspect of it. So if you you know the more you give, the closer you'll you'll feel to God. Right. Uh, the more you'll experience Jesus, uh, and so on and so forth. And and I think there's a lot of truth to that. Uh, I, I sure. do believe that that. Um, that, that in giving, um, that, that we do, uh, we do sort of rise above, uh, our, our inherent selfish nature. And I think in, in doing that, you will grow closer to God. The problem with that approach is I don't think it's something that you can teach. Uh, you have, that has to be experienced. You know, I can sit here all day long and tell you, if you'll just give more, yeah. you'll feel closer to Jesus. Um, but, but that's not gonna, that's not gonna convince you to give more. Um, and so what, what I have found is that it's something that you have to help people experience. Um, it, it can't be taught. It has to be, um, it has to truly be learned. And so um, what I have found it, it is that, that, you know, again, we live in a, we live in a, in a society where we're very, we're very aware of, of return on investment of what, you know, what do I get for, for my money? It's how mm -hmm. we, it's how we shop. It's how we, uh, pretty much it's how we choose to spend our money, whether it's vacations or whether it's, uh, whether it's which supermarket we use or what car we buy or so on. Mm -hmm. And so what I have, sort of the approach that I've begun to take is, is, to, is really what I consider to be an honest approach, which is to say, look, here's, here's who we are. This mm -hmm. is who we are as a church. Here are the things that, that we, that you, as a, as a member of this congregation, want to do. We want to do this particular outreach. We want to send our kids on mission trip. We want to have a vibrant children's ministry, uh, and so on and so forth. Here are the things that we want to do. And the reality is, this is what it costs. Okay. Um, and and I think that that people can understand that, you know, and and my hope is, and I mean we're still kind of pretty early in this journey here, but my hope is by by sharing that, 
by um, and and by them then seeing the return. You know, when I invest, you know, when I invest my money, well, then these things happen. And when these things happen, I start to see God moving in this church, right? Okay. And 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 so and so that's and then, so they begin to learn that you know there really is a connection between what you invest in uh, spiritually and what you uh, what you experience in terms of, of God. Uh, I never ever want to try to suggest that it's a that it's a you know a quid pro quo thing that if you just give more then God will will, will smile favorably right. upon you. Uh, I don't believe that for an instant. Not a prosperity uh, theology. Not at sure. all. <laughs> not at all. But I do believe that that when you uh, as you become more fully invested in something whether it's a church or, or, or a school or anything as you become more fully invested in it you feel more, more ownership of it. You feel more a part of it. Um, and, and it becomes yours. And I think the same is true for church. As you as you become more invested, um, both financially and with your time and, and, and with your prayers and, and everything, as you become more invested in a church, it becomes it, it starts to feel more like yours. It starts to feel more like home. Sure. Um, and and you know, as with your home, you want to continue to invest in your home. You want to continue to to make it the best that it can be um, because it's yours. And and I think that that's where that's where we fall short a lot of times is we fail to make that connection. That this this isn't my church, you know. Right. Uh, I'm just one of many. Uh, I feel a great sense of ownership, but it's not, uh, you know, it's not mine. It belongs to, to it belongs to God, and we are all part of this family. Um, and so that's that's kind of the approach that that I've begun to take. And you know, we'll we'll see uh, over the, over these next you know next couple of years whether that whether that pays off. Right. Um, but uh, but I, I I do believe that that's the I think it's the honest approach. Uh, I think it's a um, uh, um, and, and I think it's one that that speaks into the culture that we live in. It's got to be tough with all of the competing. Absolutely, and, absolutely, and and I'm you know and I'm. Um, you know, I have some older colleagues in ministry who've who've been around, you know, through these, yeah. uh, you know, through this transition, you know, who still kind of harken back to the to the old days, and and they, you know, they have the attitude whether it's whether it's you know how often someone comes to church or how much they give or whatever. They say, well, people people make time or they make room in their budget for what's important to them, and the reality is it's not that simple anymore. Uh, no. it, it really isn't. Um, you know, when you're talking about when you're talking about um, you know whether people come to church on Sundays. It's not a choice anymore. Simply between do I do I come to church or do I stay home and and, and watch television or work in the yard. Increasingly, it's a choice between do I go to church or do I do I allow my kids to participate in the sports that they want to participate in or cheer or gymnastic or horseback riding or whatever activities are involved in because Sunday is no longer sacred. And all of those activities are happening on Sunday morning. And so when you make a commitment to, you know, your your son's select soccer team, well, that commitment is going to involve being there on Sundays. Um, and so it's not a simple choice. You know, increasingly people yeah. are saying, well, look, I only have this, you know, this sort of narrow window of opportunity with my kids um, as when they're this age. And, and, when, and when that time is gone, it's gone. Uh, and so they choose their kids. Um, and, and honestly, I don't know that that's a battle that the church is ever going to win. And I don't know that we want to win that battle, you know, to force people to choose between church and their, and their families. And so, you know, one of the things that we've done here is to, 
increasingly try to to understand that and kind of change our mindset uh, to where it's not that, well, people make time for what's important to them, um, but rather um, people, are going to, people are going to address what is more immediate uh, in terms of their priorities. And, and sometimes church on Sunday morning isn't their immediate priority. And so we can, you know, we can sit back and, and we can you know, look at them as slackers, or we can reach out and we can minister to them where they are in the, yeah. at the life stage they are um, and keep them connected. And I think the same is true with finances. You know, it's, it's easy to say, well, you know, you make room in your budget for what's important mm-hmm. to you. But, you know, if when it comes time to choose between, you know, feeding your family and paying the life bill and paying <laughs> yes. the mortgage and everything else and giving to the church, um, well, you know, for most people, the church is going to be a little further down on the list in terms of their priorities. Um, and so, you know, so one of the things we do is we, we try to talk about, we try to talk about investment in, the, in, in your spiritual life, investment in your church, investment in, your, in, in the family in which your, your children grow up in the same way that you talk about your mortgage and your savings and, and everything else, that it's not an afterthought, that it's something that you, you know, it's, it's a commitment that you make and you work that into your budget on the top rather than on the bottom because you and I both know you know, whenever, whenever you, you know, whenever you say, "Well, whatever extra money I have, I'll do this," well, most of the time, there's no extra money. Yeah, you know, the month always runs longer. Absolutely, than the money. Yeah. absolutely. So, what do you think that? I mean, this may be too big a topic, but it, it, your older friends have said this generation doesn't. You have to teach them how to give by us not. And I say us not making church a priority, do you think the younger generation is going to be even harder to get their attention? So, I, again, I think it's a, it's a situation of, of meeting people where they are, okay. and which is, I know, a, a terrible cliche. Um, but I, I think the, the, the trap that we fall in is to, is to believe that somehow... That, that we just there's just there's there's some little trick that we have there's some something we can say something we can do that's going to toss us back into the old days where everybody gave ten percent to the church okay. and, and I don't think it's going to happen uh, yeah, any more than I think that 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 the trend of of people attending worship fewer times per month is going to change um, because there, we're going to you know things are going to continue to compete with church on Sunday morning, and people are going to increasingly have to make choices. Wow. Um, and so we can, you know, we can sit here and, and we can twiddle our thumbs and, 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 and pray and hope that everything turns around, um, but I think we're wasting our time. Uh, and, and interestingly, you know, from, my, from my background in the newspaper industry, that's exactly what happened to the newspaper industry. Newspaper publishers sat back when, when the Internet was first coming on okay. to the, onto the scene and said, oh, well, you know, people will get tired of that and they'll come back to newspapers. Well, guess what? Now newspapers are the only newspapers that are successful are the ones who have embraced the, yeah. the online reality and, and they've changed the way they do business. And I think the, the same is true for the church. The reality of the world that we live in is that people wow. are increasingly have other commitments on Sunday morning. And, and the way that I've chosen to think about it is it's not that people are not choosing to come to church on Sunday morning. Sometimes they can't come to church on Sunday morning. Wow. You know? And so, so we've had to change the way we think and say, how do, we, how do we minister to them? How do we reach out to them? How do we keep them connected and part of this family even when they can't be here? 
And I think we have to do the same thing with, 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 with finances. And it's going to mean that, that the church 10, 15 years from now may look very different uh, than it does now. Um, you know, the, 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 the days of the, of the big buildings and, and all that, you know, I right. think those things are going to have to change. Right. Uh, and and there, are, there, are, there are lots of churches that I know out there that have, um, that, that, you know, 15, 20 years ago invested millions of dollars in buildings and overhead and everything else. And, and they are, they're, they're struggling to pay the light bill now. Wow. Because that's just not the, it's not the paradigm that right. we live in anymore. But it's not necessarily bad, I guess. Right. I mean, it's, you know, it, it's one of those that's not good nor bad. Yeah, it just, just is, it is, you know. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so, um, you know, uh, um, in the, uh, you know, I know one of the things like at, at this church, one of the things that I think they've talked about for a long time, long before I got here, is that, well, we need to build a family life center. And if we build a family life center, then we really will have arrived because that family life center has all, you know, for, for years has been, you know, if you get that, well, then you've really sort of crossed that threshold into, 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 uh, you know, a, a different kind of church. And, and the, you know, the question that I ask people now is what are we going to do with the family life center mm-hmm. that we can't do now? Right. Right. And, and, and instead, what else could we do, you know? And and so you know we've talked a little bit about the our food pantry the manor room here right. and and you know and this dream that has developed of of expanding that into more of a freestanding operation uh, where we involve the entire community it's not just our ministry anymore but rather it's a community ministry that that we uh, that we sort of shepherd along and and so you know for the fraction of a mon- of the money we would spend on a family life center we can we can create a facility. That would uh, that would on an ongoing basis be a destination for people who are in need in our community and 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 get the entire community excited about reaching out with the hand of Christ yeah. to, to serve them. That sounds much more God pleasing. Exactly, you know. And so I think that and 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 what we find is that that um, you know we can build things like a family life center and it's someplace else for people to go, but people already have other places is, to go. Yeah. You know. Um, what they don't have a lot of times is, is a way to, to step up and in a real and tangible way serve God by serving others. Right. Um, you know, they can't drop everything and spend a week in, you know, overseas on a mission trip or whatever, but they can spend a couple of hours a week. Um, yeah, I've told feeding you. Feeding hungry families. It's, you know? it's hard to find. This. It is. And it's, and it's silly. I mean, yeah. And so to me, that's, that's begins to look more like right. what church is going to look like. Um, you know, uh, because because that's that's a, a niche, if you will, yeah. that that we can we can offer, right. we can serve that no one else is. That's exciting. It is exciting. Yeah. It is exciting. And yeah. I think when and I think when people get excited, then they say, "I want to be a part of. This. I want to invest in yeah. this." You know, because I'm seeing I'm seeing results. I'm seeing God at work right here. I'm seeing that return on my investment. Uh, you know, maybe not monetarily, but but I'm sure. seeing it in terms of it's of, important to them. right. I'm seeing it in terms of of of, of, um, of my spiritual growth. I'm seeing it in terms of of my kids getting excited about doing something for someone else. Um, yeah. and, and so, so that would be so the younger forth. generation we talked about. Exactly, earlier. exactly. Well, that's neat. That's great. Well, I appreciate the time, Lee. Absolutely. And um, uh, again, it's exciting. It's exciting to watch to see what how God works here. And um, uh, thank you again. You're welcome. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to another Stewardship Matters podcast of William F. Robertson and Associates. To pursue this discussion further 
please look to the resources on our website, www.wfrplanning.com. Our contact information can be found on the website, and we would love to hear from you. Securities offered through Genios Wealth Management Incorporated, member of FINRA and SIPC. Advisory service offered through Genios Wealth Management Incorporated.